This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 106. This will change how you view your body. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, Let's enjoy the journey together. Tina Yistelin, to my friends listening in Ethiopia, hello to all you other beautiful people around the world listening in today. Last week, I talked about 16 common cognitive distortions, and I went over a few steps on how to avoid these tricky mental shortcuts that trap us and also how to get out of those traps once we are in it. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back there, listen to that first. Such important information to hear, process, and apply to our daily lives. And if you don't know what the traps sound like, you can't watch out for them in the first place, right? So go listen to last week. I had one listener tell me that she played back last week's episode three different times because she was having so many aha moments and she wanted to take notes and she didn't want to miss a thing. One of the steps of detangling ourselves from those cognitive traps is to challenge and reframe our thoughts. And so today I'm going to share with you the most powerful and effective way to do just that. This will change how you view your body. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear what it is? One of the most compelling ways to reframe and introduce positive thoughts is through gratitude. There have been hundreds of scientific research and studies done regarding gratitude and how it changes a person's mindset. Literally, there are studies done using an fMRI scanner to measure the brain activity to see just how activities rooted in gratitude affect the brain. In the past two decades, a growing body of evidence in the field of social science has found that gratitude has measurable benefits for just about every area of our lives. Gratitude appears to contribute substantially to individual well-being and physical health. So much so that the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California at Berkeley, a leader in research on the science of social and emotional well-being, describes gratitude as the social glue, key to building and nurturing strong relationships, right? And what is the most important relationship you can develop? Connecting to yourself, developing a relationship with yourself. So how exactly does gratitude work to improve our mental well-being? I'm going to tell you six ways that gratitude helps us scientifically proven. And then I'm going to tell you six ways that you can start developing more gratitude for your body. Okay, so gratitude. Number one, it helps us see the tailwinds. In general, people are more cognitively aware of their headwinds right? The barriers that we face, then the tailwinds, the benefits that we receive. 
By paying more attention to our tailwinds, studies have shown that we can accentuate feelings of happiness, optimism, and positive emotion. And that is where gratitude comes in. Strengthening your positive recall bias makes it easier to see the good things around you, even when times are dark, says Nancy Davis Coe, author of the book, The Thank You Project, Cultivating Happiness One Letter of Gratitude at a Time. Gratitude reverses our priorities to help us appreciate the people and the things that we have. Instead of focusing on the barriers, it helps us see the benefits. Number two, gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. There was a study done with 300 college students seeking mental health counseling. Okay, All three groups received counseling at Berkeley. This is where it was done. In addition, one group was asked to write letters of gratitude. The second group was asked to journal about their deepest thoughts and feelings about the negative experiences in their life. And the third group didn't do any writing exercises. They just received the counseling. What did they find? Compared with the participants who wrote about negative experiences or only received counseling, those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after their writing exercise ended. This suggests that gratitude writing can be beneficial not just for healthy, well-adjusted individuals, but also for those who struggle with mental health concerns. In fact, practicing gratitude on top of receiving psychological counseling carries greater benefits than counseling alone, even when that gratitude practice is brief. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that mind-blowing? This perhaps suggests that gratitude letter writing produces better mental health by shifting one's attention away from toxic emotions, such as resentment and envy and comparison, when you write about how grateful you are to others and how much other people have blessed your life, it might become considerably harder for you to ruminate on your negative experiences. Isn't that interesting? Number three, when we develop gratitude, it helps you become more resilient and it helps in the healing process of getting through trials. Okay. When we develop gratitude, it doesn't mean that we ignore the hard, the ugly, the sad. It's not like you're trying to pretend like there aren't things in life that are hard to go through. But it helps you become more resilient. Enduring gratitude is not just about happiness and positivity. It doesn't require you to ignore or stifle negative emotions. In the book by Robert Emmons called The Gratitude Project, How the Science of Thankfulness Can Rewire Our Brains for Resilience, Optimism, and the Greater Good, he writes, quote, Practicing gratitude magnifies positive feelings more than it reduces negative feelings. It's like you're putting a magnifying glass on what you want to see more of. Gratitude helps you see the bigger picture and become more resilient in the face of adversity. Number four, gratitude helps you calm the nervous system. Isn't that magic? 
Physiological changes associated with gratitude are typically a reduction in blood pressure and increase in the vagal tone, which is taken as an index of increased parasympathetic influence on the peripheral nervous system. All right, that's a lot of words by Dr. Emmalina Simon-Thomas, who is the science director at the Greater Good Science Center. What is the parasympathetic nervous system? That's the part of the nervous system that allows our bodies to rest and digest, to handle stress. It can help you conserve energy by slowing down the heart rate, stimulating digestion, and contributing to overall relaxation. So this soothing of the nervous system may be one mechanism by which gratitude works to calm the body. A study of heart failure patients who were randomly assigned to either an eight-week gratitude journaling group or a treatment-as-usual group found that patients in the gratitude group showed more parasympathetic heart rate variability, which is a sign of better heart health. Isn't that amazing? Expressing gratitude helps calm your nervous system. Number five, um, gratitude helps us make healthier choices. Strange as it may seem, gratitude can also encourage us to fuel our bodies with nourishing foods. Research shows grateful people report better physical health because they tend to engage in healthy activities such as focusing on nutrition. Let's just pause there for a second. How powerful is that for those of us who struggle with disordered eating? When we can start developing practices of gratitude, studies have shown that you will start to engage in focusing on nutrition instead of if food is bad or if food is good or all those emotional things that go along with what we eat and when we eat and how much we eat. Dr. Lisa Walsh, PhD, said, quote, we have found that getting people to express gratitude could help them work towards healthier eating behaviors like eating more fruits and vegetables and less junk food. She did a huge study at the University of California. In one of their lab studies, they had high school students pre-select a healthy eating goal, and then they were asked to either write weekly gratitude letters or list their daily activities. Teens who expressed gratitude reported healthier eating behavior over time compared to those who just listed their activities. What? Isn't that amazing? Other studies of people's physical health outcomes have found that gratitude journaling can lead to better quality sleep and lowered blood pressure. Amazing. Gratitude. Who would have thought? And finally, the sixth reason why gratitude is the most powerful and effective way to help challenge and reframe your mindset is because it has a lasting effect. That study that I mentioned before that Berkeley did, they had 300 college students who were participating in mental health counseling, okay? Three months after their participants went through the counseling and the tasks of writing gratitude letters or journaling, right? They had these same individuals perform different tasks like pay it forward type exercises. And they used the fMRI scanner to understand what was firing up in the brain while they were doing the task. They discovered that the group had written the gratitude letters months before 
were more apt to feeling grateful and had more of a desire to help a cause and a greater sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, a brain area associated with learning and decision-making. Months later, isn't that incredible? Gratitude has lasting effects on the brain. I read about a study done in Malang City in East Java, Indonesia in 2022, and the study was entitled, quote, The Influence of Gratitude on Body Image Among Male Adolescents. And I was so happy to see that we're also talking about body image struggles in boys because there are absolutely pressures for guys to look a certain way and get attention because of their looks. Just this past weekend, I was at a swim meet and a mom of a seven-year-old boy said, oh, my son keeps asking me when he's going to get his six pack too. Seven years old. In the study that they did in Indonesia, they found that over 60% of the boys experienced body image problems related to weight, body shape, height, skin color, facial and hair problems, and just feeling less attractive. They found that the majority of adolescent body image perceptions pitched these boys towards negative behaviors, such as excessive, unhealthy diets, negative self-talk, difficulty adapting, depression and anxiety, and comparison to others and that socially ideal body type. They found that these individuals who struggled with body image usually lacked gratitude, which caused them to feel dissatisfied and uncomfortable with their own bodies. Conversely, they found that developing gratitude had a huge influence on body image. That developing gratitude minimizes negative body image views, which then affect every aspect of a teen boy's life. What are we doing to help develop more gratitude in our teens and in our own lives? How do we develop more gratitude for our bodies, you guys? I'm going to tell you six different things that you can do starting today. But number one is looking for things about your body that you appreciate, right? No brainer. Let's start looking for those things to be grateful for. Make a conscious decision to see the amazing things your body does and the ways you are beautiful in your own unique way. Look for things to be grateful for about your body. Number two, take it another step. Write them down, right? I talked last week about how beneficial it is to write things down. It helps bring focus to it. It helps bring more power to it. It helps you um, process what you're doing. Take the time to write down what you're grateful for about your body. What amazing things your body can do. Number three is say them to yourself, either out loud or in your mind. When you look at yourself in the mirror, just pick one, maybe one each week or one each day. Pick a new thing that you have written down and say it in your minds. Number four is share the things that you've written with people who you trust. People who love you for who you are, who are also striving to be positive about their bodies. Okay, 
there is nothing worse than getting mocked and belittled for trying to be positive. (laughs) So be mindful of who you share these things with. Those people, those people who mock and belittle you, they are not in your corner in your fight against disordered thinking and eating. Maybe they just don't know yet, right? We don't have to judge them for being that way. They're also trying to unlearn all the toxic thoughts that are fed us each day, right? But also, those people aren't in your corner. Let's just recognize that. You want to surround yourself by people like Drew Barrymore or Kate Winslet. Actress Drew Barrymore once said, My limbs work, so I am not going to complain about the way my body is shaped. Right? Like, wouldn't that be amazing to have a best friend who says that? Like, oh yeah, my body works, so I'm not going to complain about how it's shaped. How freeing is that statement? Kate Winslet once said, as a child, I never heard one woman say to me, I love my body, not my mother, my elder sister, my best friend. No woman has ever said, I am so proud of my body. So I make sure to say it to my daughter because a positive physical outlook has to start at an early age. I want to be around people who say, I am so proud of my body. Look at what my body can do. This is amazing. My body is amazing. I love my body. Isn't that refreshing to be around people who talk like that? Adults, do our children hear us speaking positively about our bodies? This goes beyond not just saying negative things about ourselves, right? That's just, it's not going to cut it anymore. Do the kids, the teens, the people that we are around hear us sharing how grateful we are for our eyes that can see, for our arms that can hug, and a body that is uniquely beautiful? Be honest with yourself. Do they hear us? expressing gratitude for our bodies? Do they hear us giving examples of things that we love and appreciate about our bodies? Teens, do you hang around people who are constantly criticizing their appearance? It's a thing. I know it's a thing. Standing in front of the mirror and everyone takes a turn, like ragging on themselves. Do you find yourself feeling pressure to do the same? You do not have to share things you hate about yourself to fit in. In fact, sharing what you're grateful for about your body with your friends could be the impetus to inspire change in how your friends talk about themselves. How amazing would that be if you were the impetus for changing people's life in the positive direction? So often we fear saying something about ourselves that feels, I don't know, aggrandizing or like we are bragging or vain. But simply saying something like, oh, I'm grateful I have a nose that can smell my favorite perfume. I'm grateful I have two legs that can go up and down the stairs at school. How can these facts be construed as conceited? Let's start there. Let's start with the facts. Even if you feel uncomfortable expressing things you're grateful for about your body out loud, that's okay. You don't have to. Studies have shown that simply writing down things you are grateful for about your body, regardless of whether you share them or not, will make a difference in shifting your mindset and create lasting effects in your brain. If you go to write things down, 
and you're drawing a blank, let me give you a few suggestions to get you started. And I will include these in the show notes. Hey, you go down to write and you say, oh, I'm grateful I can walk down the street. I know our family has a friend who's a double amputee. So this is actually something that comes to my mind all the time, especially right now. I've started training for our next half marathon where we get to push our friend for 13.1 miles. So every time I go and hit the pavement, I think about him. I reminded of him, his struggles and how much I love him. And it makes me so grateful for my two legs every time. What about, I'm thankful I can feel the sun on my face. Did you know that some people are actually allergic to the sun? Like what an amazing feeling that is to feel the sun on our face. I'm glad I have a voice that can speak. I can talk to my friends. I'm grateful for my fingers that can text. I love that I can see the beauty around me. I'm glad I can smile and brighten someone's day. I am grateful my lungs let me breathe and live. I'm thankful I can listen to my favorite music artist. I'm glad my arms can give hugs and get hugs. I appreciate that I get to enjoy my favorite food. List them out. All the things that you love to eat, your favorites. I appreciate I can eat those and taste them. I'm thankful I can smell my favorite scented candle. I'm so lucky. Dot, dot, dot. What could you fill in the blank there? I'm so lucky my heart pumps 100,000 times each day. I'm grateful I get to play my favorite sport. I'm so lucky I get to have this amazing teacher at school. I'm so lucky I get to work with so-and-so. I appreciate my strong thighs that support my body. Okay? Because body shaming has become a social norm for most of us, it's going to take conscious effort to begin to love and appreciate our bodies. Okay? It's okay if this is hard to begin with. We can do hard things. The fact is, you cannot be grateful and shameful at the same time. So let's choose the more empowering one. Let's choose the one that is effective in changing our mindset and point us in the direction we want to go. Start to write things down that you are grateful for about your body. Number five, unfollow social media accounts that trigger your need to compare yourself and shame yourself and follow ones that encourage gratitude instead. Okay. Number six, Sri Avanash once said, the secret to loving life is to hang around people who love life. Don't be afraid to put some distance between yourself and those who bring you down. People who are constantly gossiping, complaining, body shaming, bullying. That's just a lot of heaviness you don't have to hold on to. Give yourself permission to let go of the negativity and to put boundaries between yourself and those who find that normal, who find that fun. 
who want to keep doing those things or who mock you or make fun of you for trying something new, trying a new way of thinking. Find friends who love life, who are grateful for life, people who are real with their problems and vulnerable and still able to see the good. Hey, Jiddu Krishnamaruti once said, if you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation. Isn't that beautiful? If you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation. To me, this embodies what gratitude can do each of us. It helps us understand what we are without trying to change it. And then that creates space for transformation to happen. If what you are is grateful for your body, I promise you, you will undergo a transformation unlike anything you have seen before in your life. Gratitude will change how you view your body. Are you ready to feel more empowered in owning your life experience? Studies have shown that yoga has a positive impact on body image satisfaction. Let me help you boost your self-confidence, self-love, and self-care with my six-week body positivity series. Go to ishawarriors.com now and learn more about a series that could change your life.